Welcome back to this week's episode. I'm Ash. I'm Chip. And this is Mood. Wow. Yeah, another week, another dollar. Another one bites the dust. Uh, how was your week? Um, it was pretty pretty good. I think I'm, I'm glad to be in this week, and um, we got some snow, which yeah. was nice Ugh. for the winter. Well, oh. nice for us who enjoy the seasons. Mm. and uh yeah i mean I, li- I like the cold so i mean i like snow i just like it from indoors like to look at it from the indoors but you know we got that young radiator heat so it's cold or at least i'm cold the uh, kids are yeah. fine i'm the only one that's cold. i enjoy it when i don't really have to drive in it and i didn't have to do much driving this past week so it was it was good for me oh well what about you that's good um it's been good i'm pretty sure i'm just trying to like get in the swing of what my ideal routine would look like and so you know i'm just trying to to do what i can you know that's my my motto what do you mean skin routine no um well that is included but just like my routine for my life um and how i would like to kind of live out my day-to-day um And I know that every time a new year comes, you just want to like dive right into it and do it all. But that's not ideal or I or realistic. That's the word. It's not realistic for me to just dive into everything. So I'm trying to, you know, do what I can. I think if you're not micromanaging, having a routine can be really, really healthy. Yeah. Which, yeah, I have to, yeah, do a balance. Because usually my to-do list is like, I'm going to do 100 things today. And it's like, yeah, girl, that's not realistic for any day. Because you have kids and, you know, a home to take care of and, like, other stuff to life do. Life happens sometimes. Yeah, life happens. So um, it's been good trying to just keep the motto of doing what you can in mind. And so... That's also helped me to do the things that like I can do. So if I walk past something and it's dirty or there's something on the floor, I'm just like, okay, I'll just pick it up right now because I can, as opposed to just like thinking, oh, I'll do it on chore day. Mm. Yeah, so that's been good. Well, this week in Good and Black, we have Marseille Martin from Blackish. She's the one with the glasses. Yes. She's to be the youngest executive producer in history. That is crazy. That is crazy. I don't know the name of the movie, but I remember seeing a trailer for it and it looked really funny. Yeah, that's crazy. Oh, right, right, right. (laughs) Um, It's like, it's a one word title. I remember it. Dang. I don't remember the name. You guys know what we're talking about. Yeah, though. it's her and Issa Rae from Insecure. Yeah. And then is it is it's that like Molly from Insecure Switch too? or same? Who play, or... Do you remember who plays the the other? Plays the adult version of her? Because Issa Rae is her friend. Oh, the adult version of her. Oh, I don't remember. She has Molly's haircut. Yeah, I don't think it was Molly though. It wasn't Molly. Oh. I haven't finished insecure honestly sorry well, the trailer looks it. really funny it's um a lot of very black and brown people yeah and good on her for bringing something up speaking truth to power and saying hey i want to do something and shout out to the people who actually gave her yeah like let her it. because that's that's usually where the power resides in either allowing opportunities to happen or not so it's really yeah. great that whoever which was probably Issa. Listen to her <clears throat> was wise enough to say, let's let's open the door instead of closing that door. Yeah. Which it's cool because I know a lot of like women and, you know, even men will get shut down because of their age. And it's like for certain careers or certain jobs, you have to have like X amount of years under your belt. Um, but this this girl like Marcia is getting her chance to like shoot her shot. And so I wish her all the success with this movie yeah that experience barrier yeah where just because you haven't done something it doesn't mean that you can't do it right there are a lot of people who are naturals yes strangely enough yeah and you never know that until they they get to to actually do that thing right like can you imagine if no one gave beyonce a chance because (laughs) she was too young (laughs) that would be obnoxious 
But I mean, young people are entertaining, so hopefully they yeah they let young and people they have funny ideas. Yeah, and they're, they're not pure. they're not like held back by the same experience that will qualify you. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, that's a little piece of wisdom right there. Um, next in good and black is Nico Washington, Ooh. and he is save money. Yeah, he is the save money visual artist. He is a painter. He's a designer. Um, he kind of does it all. And he recently had a show at the Logan Center, which is the University of Chicago's art and culture space, which is on like 60th Street. And it was a really great show that I got to go to and see some of his new work. I got to meet him. He's a, a really cool guy. And the whole community came out to support him. And it was really, really great to see just a lot of people from all over Chicago coming down to the South Side to support an artist who does a lot for the community with his work. Yeah. And so hopefully there will be many more shows like this of other young black talented people from the South Side of Chicago. Yeah. In spaces like this. But if you get a chance to go and check it out, it's in the Logan Center, which is super easy to Google and find. Very accessible. The University of Chicago takes up a lot of space on the South Side. So, so um, yeah, it shouldn't be too hard to get to. But it's a great show. He's got some really nice pieces up there talking about, you know, gentrification, uh, you know, black bodies in different spaces. And um, it's definitely worth some time to go check it out. Nice. Way to go. For this week in the culture, first up, Coming to America 2 is in the works. And they've got one of the writers, uh, Kenya Barris, who also wrote for Blackish. And <clears throat> obviously, Eddie Murphy has signed on to come back as Prince Akeem. <laughs> now, if you've never seen this movie... Go see it right now. Yeah, I don't know how you haven't won. But also, it was just so formative for a lot of us in our young years as we kind of grew and learned about like black culture because for me it was kind of the first movie where I learned that like not learned but saw that coming to America was like a thing you know (laughs) and like our cultures are intertwined so it's not like they're two different people. Um, And so I'd be excited to see kind of more of what Prince Akeem does now that he's in America. Um, And I'm hoping that's where the story goes is just like him in America. Yeah. Um, That would be really cool to see how how his life has progressed. Yeah. Him, I guess, hopefully fathering some second generation you know, African princes in the United States. I think that'll just be really, really cool because something I, they touch on and it is very obvious in that movie, but it didn't get expanded upon once he got to America was the fact that our narrative doesn't start from slavery. Right. Yeah. But it goes much further back and Prince Akeem coming straight from Africa as an adult into the United States in somewhat current times, he he is completely aware of who he is and doesn't have the baggage of right. the history of slavery on him. And so he acts very differently in the world than a lot of the other people around him. But I think it's very... Um, I can't really think of the word. Yeah, it's really it's, hard to describe <clears throat> the experience of seeing coming to America. Like, it's very hard. But hopefully they, they talk more about that because I think there's a, a richness that was missed um, or it just wasn't, it could have been appreciated more. It wasn't touched more, more yeah. Yeah, they could have touched on it more. The fact that Prince Akeem was never a slave and doesn't have any relatives who right. were slaves. It's like he literally came from a kingdom that he was going to rule to the United States and still was able to appreciate the culture that was here, Mm. but also establish himself as well. And I think that Americans, 
you know, African-Americans in quotes and then African in quotes Americans could do a lot more to bridge those gaps and get closer to one another and speak to one another and um, be more of a people instead of separate people. Yeah, because even when he came over, like, yes, he was royalty. Yes, he was not from any slave descent. But when he came over here, he got treated the same way. Oh, yeah. Because of the color of his skin. Oh, yeah. And so it was just empowering, not empowering, but like unifying to see that there are people that look like us that have completely different different experiences but will get treated the same way as us. And and so it just goes to show that it's not necessarily because of who we are, but literally because of the color of our skin. Yeah. And, you know, growing up in upstate New York, I didn't really know like a lot of Africans. I can think of one girl. Um, Her birthday is December 16th. That's the only thing I remember about that girl. Shout out to you. Yeah. If you were a nice kid. (laughs) No. Yeah. She was nice. We were friends. Um, but other than that, like, I didn't really have much exposure with, like, African Americans, not black people, you know, but African Americans. Yeah, um, neither neither did I, especially being on the South Side. Being an adult now, I know that there are large communities of yeah. groups of African people on the North Side of Chicago. But growing up on the South Side, Africa and Africans were m- more like an idea. And Africa right. was like this mystical place that you could go that had a lot of culture and you were from there but you well, never... like you went there well i went there as an adult oh yeah yeah you were not ago. not as a child and so growing up and having africa in your mind is very different than having grown up there and lived there yeah for sure and come from there because most black people at least in the united states have their histories told to them yeah instead of living through and kind of experiencing them from a first person perspective yeah i mean the same way that is it muslims will go on like the israel well yeah well they go on the pilgrimage to to mecca yes that i think that we as a black people should do that but to africa like that should just be a thing i i completely agree I mean, it changes you when you go someplace and everybody looks like you and no, you are the majority people. And yeah, that's got to be wild. <laughs> it, it is wild because that's there are places like that in the world. Yeah. And they're not all the same because they were placed there. They're all the same because they've lived there. Right. Also, another movie that is getting a threequel is Bad Boys 3. <laughs> Bad Boys uh, 3. Will Smith and Martin Lawrence announced it kind of this week and they showed their little scripts and they just watched through the first two movies together like so cute. But um I'm really excited for this movie. Yeah, I'm super excited about Bad Boys 3. It's um it's just a it's just a great movie series. Yeah. Like the same way some of you feel about the Fast and Furious franchise. It's about family. Yeah, like this is how we feel about Bad Boys. <laughs> like I don't I don't get the Fast and Furious thing, but also it's I've never it's about watched family. Them. Oh, okay. I've never watched them all the way through though. So I don't actually know the story, like the the real story thing. There is a story, I would say super briefly. The but... only one I've seen religiously too fast too furious no tokyo drift what? was that the third one no i think it was like fourth or fifth bum, 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 bum. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> yeah that's yeah, that my jam pretty... that that movie was so bad but so good <laughs> genkai the third you were supposed to drop that beat and you didn't yeah oh my gosh that was that made me nauseous <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna let it go though uh but very very briefly the fast and furious franchise there are cars, yes. and there are a very diverse group of people coming together at various points in their lives to overcome things. No, but I mean, like, the actual story. Like, that's like... I mean, they're in space now, so I, I don't what? really know. Oh, boy. Okay, I don't got time for this foolishness. Yeah. I can't do it. I'm sorry. Y'all can have that one. But Bad Boys 3, you best believe I'm going to be in the theater watching that. 
Oh, yeah. It's it's going to be a very loud theater. Yeah, like this was the first time that I was like, you know what? Let me hit Movie Pass back up. Wow. <laughs> well, they've definitely been sending you those emails. Yeah, they are on it. Uh, also this week, Savage Fenty Collection came out, and I was not a fan. Well, I've heard things, but have not seen things. Yeah, so there's like a... Basically, it's the Valentine's Day collection. It's supposed to be for February and falling in love and blah, blah, blah. Um, wow. The one for the skinty people is super like cute and sexy and fun. And then the one for the bigger girls feels a little, I don't know. Safe yeah mild safe mild conservative friendly yeah almost like they didn't think that like they could just make the same one that they made for the sizes a through what c the exact same way that they make the other ones because they can there are plenty of other bra companies that make bras in that exact model but for larger size women so i don't necessarily understand or know what the thinking behind that was but it felt very like as a bigger girl it felt very offensive and like i didn't want to participate because of the way i felt they saw me Mm. because it's like i can be fat and cute like come on now (coughs) the the fat ones are the cute ones oh but yeah, like well, I wasn't calling you fat, but I mean, like, oh no, I mean, I it is what it is. I'm thinking like when in your mind you think of something that's cute, a couple things come to mind immediately, which are roundness, yeah, and usually larger things in smaller packages. I think of like Jigglypuff the Pokemon. Yeah, Jigglypuff's pretty cute. Because yeah. Jigglypuff is very like, let round. Me get my sexy Jigglypuff on. Come soft, on you know, with very big eyes, you know, on its space. And so it's like you don't think of something like I don't know, a spider and say yeah. like Oh what? Oh that spider is cute. And it's like, well spiders are skinny and slender and But the ones that are cute are like the fat ones. Exactly. Like the ones the, the from small, Totoro. Yeah, like the small, fat, fuzzy yeah. ones. Those are cute. You know, Not so. in real life, but in cartoons. I mean, if you don't have to touch them. Yeah. But for a brand that like preaches and boasts about their inclusivity, it felt very non-inclusive at all. And I think that this is something that we kind of do as a as a media culture now is we'll think that we're getting diversity and unity right because we're doing it for one group. And that's not what inclusivity means at all. Yeah, that's that. I think that having, I say this a lot of times with companies that do something, it's like, man, if you had one black person working for your company, you wouldn't have made this mistake. Yeah. And I think in like making an underwear collection, you just ask the people who you think are your target market, like, Hey, what makes you feel sexy? You know, what do you, right. what do you want to wear? And then say, okay, we are going to make this for you. Right. And it's it's literally that easy. It's not like, okay, well, I look like this, so I'll make this stuff for me. And then I think these people might want to look like this. Like, no, just go ask them. Right, go ask them. Or even like a lot of the times the issue is not that we want, like we don't want to look different from everybody else. So like the same bras that you give to these little skinny women who don't have as much and not against them but like i get that there's like a material cost and things like that but the same way that you give them cute materials like i want cute materials too like for a very very long time the only bras that were available to bigger size women were nude black they might throw in like a a gray or a white to like spice it up you may get a red if they're feeling sassy but like no cute designs, no cute prints, no lace. Like it was really hard to find things that made you feel pretty and feminine as opposed to like this thing that I just have to put on for support. Now that we're starting to move away from that, it just felt like a very big oversight, especially for a company that large whose entire thing was like, 
we came out with a super inclusive brand and we got all sizes and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, there are a lot of places that have all sizes. It's just that the bras for the women with larger cups are like paper bags, basically. And they're not cute. They're not feminine. And so it's not saying that this, like what she came out with wasn't cute because I believe that if I'd seen it on its own, it probably would have been like, oh, okay, that's kind of cute. But the fact that the one that the was for the smaller cups was a little bit sexier or not even sex, like they could have just been the same or you could have made two different collections that were a version of each um, mm, for, for all sizes. But, you know, you know, just, you know, yeah, whatever. <coughs> Hashtag big draws matter. <laughs> we matter. Uh, moving on. Mom, I'm so sorry about this next part. Steve Harvey's talk show on NBC. Is she a big fan? <laughs> I'm talking to your mom. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, she's probably very happy. <laughs> she. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Steve Harvey's TV show is slated to be replaced by Kelly Clarkson. She's getting her own talk show now. Is that the American Idol? Yeah. Huh. Which... Let's say this up front. We love her. I have nothing against her. I'm not going to knock her at all. Get your bag, girl. But I realized that Steve Harvey is one of the longest standing male daytime talk show hosts. Yeah. And he's a man of color. Yeah. Or even a person of color. Because as far as like talk show hosts of color, I mean, I guess there's obviously Oprah. And She's then the one. The one. And then Wendy Williams. The other one. And then the one with the four girls with one of the Maori systems. No. Oh, yeah. I guess The View has Whoopi, but the other one. It's a newer one. The Read, The Real, The Real. That's it. Um, That's like four shows out of so many that exist and have existed. And so, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of like I've never watched his show and I didn't. I don't know. It's not bad. I've watched it and it was enjoyable and relatable. Yeah. And it's it's essentially like I guess for someone in my generation watching an aunt or an uncle, yeah, your talk, uncle. like <laughs> hang out with their friends and have a conversation that they're trying to make accessible but it's still not I guess for me to participate like yeah. because of my age unless they're talking to someone in the crowd who's my age and it's like oh, okay I could participate too. But it's it's a good it's it's yeah. exactly what like I know I his radio show was from, good from a daytime talk show. Yeah, so it's a little sad that he's like being replaced and the way it happened was kind of bogus because he found out the way that we all found out. Yikes. Yeah. He didn't really get a letter, he didn't know that he was being replaced. Um and so it just feels like I don't know, they kinda did him a little bit bogus. Yeah, that that sounds pretty bogus. I w- I wouldn't want anyone to find out like that. Yeah, that's that's not nice. Also this week, Steph Curry announced that his underrated tour for high school students that are overlooked during the selection process, mm-hmm. uh, whatever that thing is called, um, scouting. Yeah, scouting. There we go. The scouting process. Uh, he is going to be having a basketball camp, which is what the underrated tour is to give those who suffer from negative scouting scores and like give them a second chance and like a platform to shine and stuff. Because I didn't know this, but he apparently did not get good scores from the scouters and he almost didn't like play for the NBA. That's kind of amazing considering he's already considered to be a hall of fame yeah like who would have thought player and one of the best people to ever play his position and having an impact on not just his team but on the sport and the league as a whole yeah. and on other players who are going to be hall of famers so the fact that i don't know the powers that be essentially overlooked him and weren't giving him the shot that he obviously <laughs> deserved is, or maybe um, he just had like a bad run like that's who knows? Yeah, I mean, stuff like that does happen, but yeah. the spaces, if they're not really inclusive, then it's very easy to get overlooked. 
Yeah. Especially which... by someone who's having a good day who may not be as good as you, but, you know, on that day, <laughs> right. they are. They shine. Yeah. I mean, it just makes you think that there might need to be a, I don't know, reassessment of the way we look at, like, scouting and sporting events and things because it just doesn't seem like there's a good platform for seeing players, you know? Um like I know I remember when the An One classic was out. Um is that what it was called? An one? An one? I mean that that was one Was it the classic? <clears throat> yeah, like the basketball thingy. Well, there are lots of basketball. I'd, it'd probably be better for you just to say the basketball thingy. Because the and one was a very specific thing. Well, that was the one where like people were good and they were like dunking and shooting and stuff, right? Well, I mean that's in kind of all basketball, but and one was more like when you think and it was one, like street ball. Yes. Yeah, and yeah, one yeah. That's what ball. I mean. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And so I think that um, having more things like that to allow people to like shine because like there were a lot of people in those that didn't actually go to the NBA, but they still got their little time. Yeah, they still got their shine. One of them, one of them did, and actually did really, really well. I forgot who it was because seeing him now, you're like, oh, that's a whole grown man. Who, Allen Iverson? Wasn't Allen Iverson? I think it was the guy whose name was Ao. Mm. One of them. Y'all know who it is. We we can probably find him very quickly. But um, shout out to you for <laughs> for for coming from Amazon and it. Ma- making it to the league. Yeah, but yeah, so that's cool that Steph Curry is out here trying to, one, give back to, like, people like him, and just, yeah, it just seems like he's thinking of ways to to change the game, which is something that we always need. And those spaces are super, super stressful. I remember going to one of those myself, like, for football, and it was just... Oh, I thought you meant you went to an and one. I was like, No, 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 no. Oh, I tried to hide those tapes from you. Steph. But I I went to, like, a, a... like a combine for scouting and things like that for football and it was very very stressful there were a lot of people there it's it's almost like american idol or (laughs) one of those shows but for sports so you essentially have your one opportunity to do the things that are there to show other people that hey you are of a certain caliber as far as whatever the sport or whatever the event is. And it's not, it's just not easy. Yeah. I, I couldn't do it mentally, like... emotionally. <clears throat> it could, it could be, you could easily have a bad day and then the next day go and like play your best. Yeah. No, I would you know, break ever. something <laughs> because the, the format in the space is not necessarily conducive to doing your best. Yeah. Which now they look at like, all of it though right they look at yearly plays and stuff like that like tapes i mean and i stuff. don't do that professionally i would hope that they do but yeah, i don't know what yeah, they do i would hope well good luck to you kids Way and i hope Steph that Curry. yeah i hope that more kids get you know their <clears throat> chance to shine or even if there was like i honestly would probably be more interested in watching like not NBA basketball and not college basketball, but something in between. Well, high school basketball in Chicago is a no, huge deal like, because I mean, it's really good. No, those yeah, those kids are good. I mean, I need like an in between level, what, like, like double A AA or triple A basketball. Almost like you know, there's like major and minor league baseball. Yeah, triple A is like oh, that's is a like thing? essentially not the NBA, but still professional. They have minor oh, league teams. I didn't teams. know that was a thing. Yeah, it's a it's a real thing. Oh. Because I'm like, I would watch that, like people that aren't as good. And while some of them are as good, they just didn't have the same opportunities or, you know, oh. were good coming off the street, not going to a college that has a pipeline into the NBA. So you have people yeah, like that yeah. who are really, really good that are in just different spaces and also other leagues across the world because the NBA probably gets the most press. But there are lots of other countries that really like basketball that yeah. have professional leagues that we just don't know anything about because we need to unify man because we don't watch them but it's why you see people in the nba where you're like yeah basketball is one of the few sports that we don't really care about the international play because i know there are teams like we know someone who's gone on an international team to play basketball but like a couple people just was like oh cool (laughs) yeah it's like oh you play yeah i play ball ball it's like well are you are you in the nba it's like no, nah, I play I, for Germany. I play ah. overseas. It's like, what? Why? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, those 
just imagine think of your average american going to work making a decent salary um they could be playing basketball like overseas like you could yeah. be a a starting five team member making you know 60 to 70 thousand just playing basketball Shoot, let me go learn how to dribble real quick <laughs> <laughs> Also, the new Game of Thrones prequel, The Long Night, is set to have Naomi Akei as one of the leads. And she's a black woman. Yeah. So that's cool. It seems like they're attempting to redeem the flack that they received at first for not having a lot of black people. And then when they did put black people in, they were all slaves. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of how Europe goes, though. Yeah. I'm not very picky when it comes to like stuff like that. Like, yeah i just maybe it's because i've just come to accept it but like the fact that there was nobody black really in the main cast in harry potter like that didn't bother me well you know all the controversy around that it was never intended like yeah we all assumed that right people assumed that these characters were white and she said look i ain't say nothing but she had curly hair right <laughs> but um also seeing black but i didn't her mind she actually makes more sense as oh, a yeah. black character. i mean hearing her i'm like yeah this makes sense and also the the not the cast but the main characters so harry ron and hermione if you think about them they're all sort of like the the low demographic so yeah. harry is essentially a poor white and ron yeah. is possibly irish but like a redheaded yeah, kid and so redhead. hermione is supposed to be the smart black girl you know right. like that's that's how that group is supposed to go yeah. together because having her be white it, it almost doesn't make sense it's like she's a smart white girl she doesn't need to be with these yeah these broke boys you know because even when even when they try to like criticize her for being like a mudblood it's like okay but she's still like a pretty little white girl like she'll be all right yeah, she can do whatever she wants <laughs> yeah but um it d- honestly it didn't bother me though like, yeah the, the story's fact, still or great even lord of the rings i don't even think there's a single black person in any of those films doesn't but, bother I mean, me those stories take those stories take place in like mythological rural europe yeah and so that's how i felt about game of thrones like i didn't necessarily care you know yeah, I mean, I, I actually, it, I mean, it more yeah. so bothered me. It bothered me when they did introduce black people. Right, exactly. <laughs> I That's, was like, I would have been fine if you didn't have us. It's fine. It's cool. Yeah, it's like, oh, okay, don't, the, rich, don't need the that. rich merchant guy, get yeah, it. All like, the he's castrated a, he's, black people? He's okay, a foreigner, yeah, yeah but like, <laughs> Grey Worm, it's like, man, I love you, but for the from the writing standpoint, it's like, they yeah. didn't have to do it's my man's like, You know, it's like, he didn't have to be yeah it's like if they were just gonna be those people those people could have been just like right. everybody else like they could have honestly like they could have put black people in and they could have been like the drogo clan like why why did we have to be the castrated people but okay yeah i mean it is what it is so i'm i mean i guess i'm glad that they're trying to learn from what majority wanted for the first uh series and so I'm excited to see kind of what actually I'm I don't know if I'm excited because I still feel like there's too much going on with the Game of Thrones right now for me to even think about a prequel. Like yeah, I, and especially if this is going to be the last season, like how how are they going to wrap it all up? Well, it's like 8 episodes I yeah, think but each and episode they're all might... 2 hours long. So it's like going to a movie every week. Which is awesome. Yeah, we're going to have to have like viewing parties or something because I can't actually know because I don't need people talking. I can't handle it. Not people who aren't involved. Yeah, like you can only come over to our house to watch it if you caught it on your own time. Do not ask me no question. I will not answer it. Chip can attest. That's true. Um, But yeah. Lastly, this week in the culture... Uh, little Uzi Vert announced that he's going to be leaving music in order to live a more normal life. As he put it, he wants to go back to 2013. And he had an album scheduled for this year. Yep. Um, Eternal so Atake. Yeah. So I don't know what's going to happen with that. But he just wants to, you know, go live his life. And... No, I do what I want. <laughs> no, right. I do literally. I want. <laughs> no, I do what I want. And I'm, no, I do what I want. I'm, I'm happy for him. I didn't really care about his music before, so you know, I don't I don't feel emotionally attached to that, but I'm happy 
for him as a person because he wants to go, you know, take care of himself and get his mental health right and all that jazz. I mean, like, after you got your bag, like, that's kind of the... So, I would say I don't understand people who are celebrities, like, for their whole life because I would think the goal would be get in the game, make your bag, and then get out of the game so you can live a normal life but just be rich. Well, I mean, a lot of them don't intend to, like, be celebrities though you got people still you know? acting and doing well if they're artists like, i guess the, they love yeah, their it's craft like that's and their want craft. to be a part of stuff yeah. so i guess like I can you it, imagine but... if Sir Ian mckellen was just like no i'm not gonna do no more movies well he's I only, made my money I'm after out. the lord of the rings he's you know he's just kind of he yeah, is kind of doing he was his an thing. x-men yeah and so it's like yeah he's still an x-men <laughs> yeah he out here you know so I can't be mad at him because that's what he loves to do. Or even like Samuel L. Jackson. It's like, can you that's imagine true. if he quit after like Pulp Fiction? He wouldn't have had just as successful of a career. He would have, but then all this stuff coming after it. And now with this new movie, uh, Glass coming out. Which is coming back to an older movie. Yeah. And he's in this well, Marvel universe. He's like in every Marvel I movie. I wonder if it was like supposed to be tied together. Like what I don't, M. I don't think so because, because there's a lot of missing. Yeah, like writing when involved. I watch Split, he did reference the other characters. They, I think they, he jammed them together at the end. Okay, because I, I never watched the other one. Surprisingly, I hadn't either, but I've heard from people who watch oh, them that watch those it. were some of his. Yeah, like, that was his heyday when he was making movies that everyone wanted to see. Hmm. I think now M Night Shyamalan yeah. is kind of like. It's you're, hit or you're miss. gonna you're gonna you're gonna go watch the movie. It's always good into a point. <laughs> yeah, you're expecting there to be a gimmick or like yeah. some what sort of a twist. What was the one movie that I like guessed it? I don't remember. Um, there was one that I guessed it and completely ruined it for me, and I just sat there the whole movie like, okay, well, this isn't fun anymore. Oh, w- was it the village? Or it might have been. Or which one? Signs. No, because I haven't seen Time since I was a kid. And I think I fell asleep during half of that movie. Yeah. And then woke up and a different movie was on. So I don't even know if I know what happens in the real movie. Oh. Yeah. Well, It's, it's really movie. weird in my mind. The Sixth Sense is still like that movie. Yeah. If you haven't seen it by now, well, then that's... You can't come back and watch it, though. Like, I've tried to watch it now that I've already... I know the twist. And it's like, okay. Eh. Like, it's not fun anymore. Um... But yeah, I mean, I'm excited for little Uzi Vert to be doing exactly what he wants to do. Yeah, especially since he's like from Philly. And if you know anything about normal life in Philly, it's it's kind of funny because with little Uzi Vert, I'm imagining him on like dirt bikes in the middle of the street and like ATVs in the middle of the street mm. and just like kind of doing whatever he wants to do. Do we know if Philly is going to the Super Bowl yet or no? I probably should know that, but I I think they might have just recently lost as per social media. Dang. Well, fly Eagles fly to all my Philly people. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they lost to the Saints. Dang, so I'm not even going to care this year during the Super Bowl. I'm just here for the wings. Yeah, definitely there (laughs) for the food. Now I don't feel tempted to watch it. (laughs) <coughs> hang out with the fam get some food yeah. watch some good commercials sleep on grandpa moody's couch yeah that's essentially what's gonna happen yeah so that's it for this week this week in for the culture um trying to decide what i want to start with i guess we'll start with yeah we'll start with that uh, Jordan Hankings, a young basketball player for Northwestern University, committed suicide this week after receiving severe hazing from Alpha Kappa Alpha. Yikes. Uh, it was said that she was subjected to physical abuse, including paddling, verbal abuse, mental abuse, financial exploitation, sleep deprivation, and having items like being thrown and dumped on her and other forms of hazing intended to completely humiliate and demean her and this is coming from an organization whose entire thing is built on like scholarship and community and anti-hazing so yeah i just i don't know like having a daughter and thinking about her going into i know there are a lot of great organizations um that you can pledge to but i don't know 
it seems scary yeah like with the way people are now it is um a very polarizing issue and i say that essentially being legacy in that space yeah which is both of my parents are from you know large sororities and fraternities black ones mind you and those groups the the black greek space it was really created so that these young people could have a safe space to build community to be a part of a a group to establish a network and allow them that security safety and place to grow during your college years so that when you left you would have your own network and connections of people who were like-minded and came from similar places that you could relate to so it's it essentially intends to put you in a family outside of outside of home and And a lot of them do like i have a friend who shout out CC if you're listening, she was in a sorority and she loved it and had an amazing experience. And she's always posting on social, yeah. social media with her like sorority sisters and stuff. Yeah. Um, and it's really cool. And I'm always like, man, I wanted that. That seems cool. But then you hear stories like this and I'm like, yeah, no, I wouldn't have made it like the second you throw something at me, we got to fight or you need to go. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's, it's just very sad that, this is a part of that because you would think that we've come so far to like we've grown so much and achieved so much as a people that we we shouldn't be in the business of hurting one another right we should be in the business of uplifting one another and you know edifying each other yeah and, and, and pledging and together. hazing are like two different things because there's a lot of things that you can do to pledge that are like, you know, silly and fun and or even difficult, but they don't yeah, have to be Yeah, or difficult, but the they don't like that... you don't you cannot touch me with anything or paddle me like no. I mean, make them get on their hands and knees on top of rice or something, you know. No, ow, what? Like why I mean, do we don't have to do any of that? I mean, you don't have to Like I meant wear like a funny hat or something like well, they, they probably do stuff like that, too. Yeah, but I mean, like, we don't have to physically harm people, like, to get the acceptance of a group, and it's it's sad Sometimes that Acceptance of this... a group of people who are already like you. Right, and it's sad that this girl, like, felt, I don't know, just, like, so... Pressured. So pressured to do what she she thought was right, um, which would be trying to get into this group that she was willing to subject herself to this at the risk of her own mental health. It just seems really sad and unfair. And so, you know, our condolences go to her family and I hope that that organization, you know, has to pay some sort of fine or something because something should be done about this. Yeah. And the the thing that's going to suck about this is that because it's a, a black group for, the overarching bodies like i would hate to see one of these essentially family groups to be completely shut down for something that didn't have to happen well i mean if it's if it's something that this group is doing i don't know it kind of seems like they might need to be shut down just because yeah like if that's commonplace if it's common because like not only did everybody like like, not only were they doing it, but everybody else accepted it, you know? That's true. Like, even the people pledging, like, with her. There, there's got to be a point where you just have to say, like, okay, it's not worth it because this is clearly wrong. That's, that's definitely true. In some lighter news, RZA, mm-hmm. um, from, I almost said from Wyclef John, from the Wu-Tang Clan. The Wu. Along with two young Avalon Park siblings. Don't know uh, where that is. Wow, it's up north. Uh, <laughs> in Chicago? Yes. Oh, well, that We're is... We're in for the culture. That is how Chicago is, so... Well, you just don't Shout out north. to you, Avalon you Park, wherever you're at. Uh, Willis and Nakia Price are producing a digital music comic book series called Samurai in a Hoodie. And the story is about a young samurai named Yusef in Cobalt City. And 
it just looked really cool. It's like a a mesh between hip hop and like samurai culture. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can look it up on YouTube. It's kind of hard to find, but I think if you type in samurai in a hoodie, RZA, it comes up the little trailer for it but i'm excited for this it's set to have three story arcs stretching about 15 issues so yeah it's gonna have music and it's gonna have animation by willis who is a young creator animator etc etc and his sister does like marketing and stuff so shout out to like the Wu-Tang Clan for doing what they said they wanted to do, which was, like, enrich the youth. Diversify. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, shout out to them. And, you know, kudos to these kids for being able to... I don't know. It just feels like we're in a really good place with, like, quote-unquote nerdy blackdom. We've all accepted that we watch anime. Well, we've accepted that we can have diverse experiences. And we don't... I wouldn't go that far. Well... <laughs> We're adding experiences to the group of things that that we can have. And so I'm all for diversity within the subgroup. And so, yeah, anytime we can lift up something like that, I'm I'm down for it. Yeah. And I like all that stuff personally, too. And the blending of the cultures. Like, it feels like it's almost like the... What is it called when a movie has the likeness of something spiritual successor yes it is the spiritual successor to afro samurai oh that would be like really, that's really what cool. it feels like because i th- I think wu-tang clan did the soundtrack the rizza might yeah. have done the soundtrack or the jizza it was one of them or maybe both of them uh wu-tang definitely had a piece in the soundtrack for afro samurai which was surprising not surprising it, but was, it was just yeah. good it was, it was just good. really really good it was better. It was than so I good. Thought. I was like, I actually need to rewatch that soon. Yeah, I didn't think it was gonna be good because at that time I was watching anime and I was only used to older anime being right, good. Yeah. I wasn't used yeah. to something coming out and then that thing being good. Yeah. Except for like that Sam- and Samurai the style Chimpoli. was kind of different too. Like it was, but they they proved to you throughout those five yeah. episodes no, they yeah. know and exactly what they're doing. Episodes. But each episode is like an hour. I mean that still feels like it's only so that's st- that's kind of like a a twelve episode series. Well, I mean, thinking about it, like they gave us an entire, complete, fully thought out story. They did. in five episodes, which you know we'll say each episode has about four in it, so maybe like twenty episodes. Whereas Naruto is still kind of giving us a story. And it's like they could have yeah. gone in depth, but like their story was already complete. If Naruto ended where it ended, it wouldn't be complete. Yeah, they're, like they're still getting into it because I'm watching through Boruto, yeah. which people hate on Boruto, I think, because they think it's its own thing. But Boruto is continuing the Naruto story. They're even diving into some things that they've touched on in numerous places in the Naruto series. And so it's I not like it's completely own different thing where they're just kind of like throwing out the old stuff it's they're doubling down on the fact that you know these people are willing to have us you know it wasn't like pokemon xy or whatever no it wasn't and it is very 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 good yeah Uh, but very excited for this project samurai in a hoodie we'll definitely be checking that out yeah i think the first issue is actually out now like as we speak either today or tomorrow one of these days um Lastly, and for the culture, which the news that I am the most excited about, after a $12 million makeover, Chatham's own Whitney M. Young Jr. Library has kind of reopened and revamped completely. The library is located on 415 East 79th Street, if you wanted to visit, and it has three new experience labs that include a digital lab for teens, a digital skills tutoring lab for adults, which is where they kind of help adults learn computers and job resumes and things like that. And they have classes there. And it's also one of the first, actually, no, it's the first branch in the city to have a maker's lab, which it has a 3d printer, sewing machines and a recording studio. That's excellent. At the library. I am so excited to go to this library and to like 
have that be a place that like kids can go to learn and create, especially ones who have the talent, but don't have the resources. Yes. And, and I, we're talking about, sorry to cut you oh, off. Oh no, you're good. But this is, if you know the way Chicago is built and how segregated mm-hmm. it is and where most of the resources are located, <laughs> this library is not anywhere nope. near um, communities that are over-serviced yeah, no. um, At all. and that don't need it. This is, this is the perfect place for something like this. It's in a community that needs it. It's servicing neighborhoods and people that would totally benefit from having more resources provided yes. to them. And so I'm excited to see what comes out of this library as much as I'm excited to go uh, visit it and see what's inside. Yeah, and I think it's cool that all of the money completely feels well spent, which living in Chicago, it can easily feel like, well, what the heck did they do with that money? Or where did that money go? Or why did they allocate it for yep. that? Um, this one, $12 million for this, I'm like, man, that's cheap. Give them more. <laughs> um, but it's a good start. It's a good start, and it's exciting to have like a creative space for these kids and you know young adults and even adults to go and create because i tweeted it out the maybe it was like a week or two ago that it's really sad that sometimes the only thing holding back some really talented artists is money because i don't know like i'm not gonna go into a rant but money is fake and so for that to be the thing that's holding back artists and creatives or even like really talented people in their own fields from being able to do what they love and what they were born and created to do seems criminal because yeah like it's completely not utilizing their skills and so it feels really good to have a community space that's going to allow them to be able to do what they want to do like for some reason the first thing I thought of was like a little girl who wanted to be like a fashion designer going in there and making her own clothes and then coming home and selling it on Etsy. Like this is the type of stuff that we need as a people to be able to help us and, you know, empower us to do more. But yeah, I completely agree. That's pretty much it for the culture this week. Okay. So today in mood, there's a couple of veins that I kind of saw going through the things that we were talking about, one that's become immediately more apparent mm-hmm. with the last point. And coming into the new year, I think that sometimes we want a do-over, mm. which is why there are the New Year's resolutions. <laughs> there are all the, the new commitments to things that we know we should have already done Ooh. or did. And um, today, those, those things are really coming through. I think Lil Uzi made it very clear right. that though he's done some things, he definitely wants to go back. And with this point about the new Whitney M. Young Junior Library, I think it's very clear in Chicago's eyes that the way they were planning to do things like this with the Legler Library, which we yeah. spoke about earlier in the podcast, like on another episode, which was... um just to give a brief about it it's a library on the west side it's their main branch library and they have a carrie james marshall painting that was painted for that space in the library and the city wanted to sell that painting in order to get money for the library instead of just providing the money for the library right and so to see the the city raise and get the money to support a community like they are supposed to do in their city because that's the right thing to do instead of holding them hostage and making them get rid of a resource that is worth more than that anyway. Way more. um, Just to do the right thing. And so I think with that sort of spirit in mind and and thinking about sort of the big do-over, that's kind of what, what like, what I'm feeling and so I think a, a, a good question would be if you could go to a different time when would you go and why and what would you do hmm. um that's a good one I mean 
I don't really have too many time periods in my life where I'm like, man, I really wish I could redo that or like do it over just because I don't know, like things play out the way they they were meant to play out and they the way they were always going to play out. Um, and I do think that, you know, everything that we've done up until the points that we're at now has allowed us to become the people that we are. And I don't know. I just know that like redoing or doing anything over would be a different person. Like I would be a different person because even thinking through like the first thing that I wanted to say was like, well, I would want to go back and redo like my college years and kind of make that be a better experience for me so that I would have stayed in college. But yeah, even if I, if I'd done that, I wouldn't be doing this right now. Like I'm confident of that. And so I can't think of, I don't know, maybe birth. I want to sleep some more. (laughs) I'll redo that. Take take an extra day in the hospital. (laughs) Yeah. I'll redo that. That was nice. What about you? Um, I think it's always a tricky question because when I was younger, I would think definitely in line with, um, samurai in the hoodie i was like i would go back to feudal japan and be like <laughs> oh you uh, meant anytime not just like from my own timeline no it, it could it could be anytime oh. but i but i think like the okay the, yeah you go i I'll think, think i think the gag about times like that is that there were rarely any times in human history where black people outside of wherever they were were treated like with respect yeah no and so i mean like even slightly brown people because like what's the where Mugen is from. Uh, Okinawa. Yeah, like, Mugen. they not black, but they treat them bogus. Yeah, because As if they dark. were. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because, because they're, they're dark. And so it's like... The colorism is real. Yeah, man. Um, it, it, would, it would be a tough time any time in the past. And uh, even though there are cool things that exist in other places and other cultures that I would definitely like to see, to view. Right. Uh, to be a part of a different time. I don't know if there's any other time where I could have been successful. Yeah. And so, personally, if I could go to a different time, it would probably be, like, in the future. Yeah. I just know I can't, like, poop in a hole or anything crazy. So, like, I can't go back to before plumbing or before vaccines. Like, I can't do it. Because listening to lore... And the things that people thought would be solutions for very simple diseases. Ooh. I could not have survived that time. I couldn't. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, those things were actually and Maybe I would, I would want to go to a different place, maybe. Like, I feel like maybe Canada. I would have been born in Canada. Hmm. Canada's pretty cool. Yeah. I've been a couple times. I've never been. And all of my experiences have been good. Well, you've been to Niagara Falls because you're nope, from... Nope, I was like... Really? Yep. They went without you? Yep. Oh, wow. Well. Bitter. <coughs> Sorry about that. Um, and what would I do? I think I would just be slightly more ahead of myself in what I'm doing now. Honestly. If, yeah. If I could go to a time in the not too distant future where, you know, things are just a little caught up. The bills are a little bit more paid. Um, I kind of think that that would, that would be a good time. Oh, I got one. So maybe if you could go back, like if we could collectively, like you and I go back maybe like six years ago with the knowledge that we have now, though. We would be famous. No, I don't want to be famous, gross. Well, I mean, I don't know. I could do Beyonce. Just like y'all never going to see me unless I want to be seen. Well, there are famous people that do that. Like being famous is being well known. It doesn't mean that you have to be accessible. Yeah, but it's I like mean, Frank Ocean is famous because I'm like, I don't know how they go out of the house and stuff. Like, I don't know if I would really want to. I mean, I wouldn't want to. I mean, I would. I wouldn't want to feel prisoner, which is what it feels like being a celebrity is to a me prisoner personally. To your celebrity, yeah. Like it feels like you can't leave the house without people in your face. Like you can't go to events without people in your face. Like it just feels like you're very much held, like hostage, like inside your own home. Um, but, well, it depends on where you want to live. Yeah, that's true. I can go, live celebrity, go, go live in the forest. Go live in Bermuda. Travel, travel around. Japan. Travel around in my RV. True. Wouldn't nobody find you. Just go live off the grid and then pop up for whatever events I got to do. 
Living off the grid's kind of illegal, surprisingly. I mean, is it though? Um, I would say, in the legalist sense, yes. In the realist sense, mm-hmm. no. The realist one is the only one I care about. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just everything's fake. <laughs> yeah, there there are lots of things that are fake, but um i I definitely think that i would be slightly in the future going back into the past would be cool but then there are only people... with this knowledge like not to redo <clears throat> it but then there are some people where it's like i wouldn't have met this person or i wouldn't yeah have that's this true experience. like even if we had this knowledge there are just some yeah, some people in no. times i'm like well our kids would be completely different whoever they would be yeah oh goodness and that and would who be who knows if i would like those kids yeah right i'd be like ah my old kids in the in this up, this parallel future were universe better. were way better than you and then just they're they're just yeah, some people they're like where i'm like the greatest kids wow on like what would i six years was yeah. is kind of a long time that's like right when we got married almost right yeah right after yeah that'd be crazy yeah hmm. well you don't really get an opportunity to do things over so <laughs> think about your life yeah think about now <laughs> yeah think think about now and um hey if something good's happening like hold on to it remember it record it appreciate it so that when you leave that time you don't have to think oh man i gotta go back but you can take kind of what you got from that time and bring it forward with you yeah i think that's what i would hope to do in the future yeah well that's it for mood in fact at the Mm. In Affect the Culture this week, we have the free entry to the Adler, Art Muse- Art Institute, Chicago History, Field Museum, Museum of Science and Industry, and the Shedd Aquarium, all on Martin Luther King Day. But if you want to go somewhere and really appreciate Martin Luther King, I would suggest visiting the DuSable. Yes, please do. Uh, the kids and I will be there for January 1st to, you know. Learn about Martin Luther King. Yes, 21st. I'm sorry, guys. First is in the past, unless you would go back to that day. Nothing great really happened that day. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we hope to see you all at least somewhere. Get out of your house for Martin Luther King Day. Yeah, completely agree. And then also coming up on February 9th, Whoa. the University of Chicago is going to be hosting the anime convention for the Free Free. You can register online and find more of the details, and I will give you more probably in the next couple of episodes. But for right now, you can go to uchi-con, that is U-C-H-I hyphen C-O-N dot com. And yeah, I'm going to be there, and I'll actually be hosting some of the gaming tournaments. That's so, so cool. Yeah, it's crazy. Wild, wild things are happening. Yeah. But uh, that's all I have for Affect the Culture this week. Do you have anything? Uh, hopefully they're playing games that I play at that convention. So. Yeah, I'll see what I can do about the Tekken. Yeah, we'll but see. at least there's gonna be Smash. Yeah, that's true, and I'll be able to get involved in the Chicago Smash community, which is something that I'd really like to do. Yeah, which if you guys don't know, we are getting heavy into the gaming <coughs> space, so I don't know. If you... Sorry for all my coughing and sniffling and stuff like that. I mean, I'm just gonna clip it all out. I mean, I you don't have to clip it all out, but because yeah. sometimes it's getting that real. Oh, okay. Well, if it's too distracting, sure, but it happens. Okay. Um, as always, you can listen to all of the original music by Eddie Supa on his SoundCloud, Instagram, the other thing, Apple Music, and Spotify. You can find him at Eddie underscore Supa, S U P A. You can also find him in the Mood playlist, which can be found in our link tree which is actually in the summary notes for this episode. Nice. If you wanted to stalk us and find more about us and be all up in our business, then you can go ahead and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Mood the Podcast. I'm going to get better at posting on there. I promise. <laughs> and join our Discord, guys. Come chat with us. Come talk with us. Send us articles that you're into. Send us the music Ooh, yes. that you're into. Give us things to. Only if it's good music, though. I mean, we'll just judge you silently. We won't do it to your face. Silently. But 
be a part of the community. Um, and we want to hear what you guys are doing throughout the week. And we want to tell you more about our other projects. So yeah, join our discord. That link is also in the episode notes for this week. And I think that is it. Wow. Great job. Yeah. We will see you next Tuesday. Yeah. Have a great week. Bye.